Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. This question comes from Paul. He says, my question for you is regards to precious metal custodians. I've been acquiring gold and silver since December of last year. Outside of small physical holdings, what do you recommend for storage of a larger portion of your holdings? I heard Russell Gray from the Real Estate Guys radio show talk about holding gold and silver and then borrowing against it to buy real estate. I love the idea, but my search hasn't found a trusted institution to do this. I believe you mentioned in your podcast that you have bought from your bank. Would you be open to sharing how you might find a custodian to store and borrow from your own precious metal collateral? Well, Paul, this is a great question. In fact, there's, I think, three questions wrapped up in this one. Let's take a step back and talk about the purpose of holding physical gold. Of course, the amount of gold that you hold will ultimately influence your decision on where to hold it. Gold is a store of wealth. It's money, one of the only true forms of money. And although government would like you to believe it's not, it used to be, of course. So when you buy gold, there's many forms in which you can buy the metal. The first and most common is people buy gold certificates. And I personally don't recommend that. And just because people do it doesn't mean it's the best thing to do. When you buy gold certificates, you're buying a futures contract on gold at a spot price for gold. The biggest problem with certificates is that you're only holding a piece of paper. And that piece of paper is essentially an IOU. This is no different than holding U.S. dollars, which are also an IOU. It's subject to counterparty risk. The IOU is only as good as the company providing you the IOU. And the 2008 financial crisis showed us how even a legendary name like Lehman Brothers with over 150 years of history could leave an investor exposed. I personally am a fan of holding the real metal. So when you buy the gold, the question is where do you buy it from? There have been a few isolated cases of counterfeit gold being sold on the open market, so you need to buy from a reputable dealer. Generally, these dealers buy from the Mint directly or through a distributor who buys from the Mint. In the U.S., I'm personally a fan of American Gold Exchange out of Austin, Texas, and in Canada, I buy from the major banks, either Scotiabank or the Royal Bank of Canada. Now, I know the critics of gold say that gold doesn't have a useful purpose. It's just a rare metal that produces no income. Its scarcity is the only reason for its intrinsic value. Gold used to be money, but that got destroyed when Richard Nixon took the U.S. dollar off the gold standard. Those who think the gold is money are stuck in a historical way of thinking that's no longer relevant. I bring this up to acknowledge the validity of that argument. I know that some people hold that point of view. Whether I agree with that point of view or not is immaterial. The fact that some percentage of the investing population holds that point of view means it's valid. Equally valid is the point of view that gold has intrinsic value, and this has been true for thousands of years. And all you need is enough people with that second point of view in order for gold to have value. Now, when businesses, banks, people, or governments borrow money, the lender often wants collateral to secure the debt. The question is, what is a suitable form of collateral? Would you like to hold on to my 10-year U.S. Treasury bills as collateral? T-bills are not really collateral. They're another form of debt. Can debt truly be collateral? The debt would need to be liquidated in order to serve its purpose as collateral. Well, that's also true of a piece of real estate or an ounce of gold. When a bank holds a property as collateral, they need to sell the property in order to get the money out. Gold is emerging as the collateral of last resort for governments and banks, partly because it's highly liquid. You don't need to appraise an ounce of gold to know what it's worth. Gold 
is an extremely efficient way to store wealth. In fact, it's more efficient in terms of space than U.S. $100 bills. The simplest and safest place to store gold is a bank safe deposit box. Even moderately sized 2.5 inch standard size safe deposit boxes will hold about $2 million worth of gold bullion. Mind you, that little old safe deposit box would weigh about 70 pounds if it was fully loaded. You would be visibly straining to carry it and the person at the bank who helps you retrieve it might get injured. So you might want to split that amount across a couple of safe deposit boxes. In 2011, J.P. Morgan Chase started accepting gold as collateral for certain types of transactions. Now, there are a few major institutions that will do this, but they don't advertise it very widely. The problem with bank safe deposit boxes, or any major banking institution, is that the bank has records of who owns each safe deposit box. If one of your goals in holding gold is privacy, then having bank records that tie you to that particular safe deposit box could potentially compromise your privacy. I like holding gold at private security companies where the records of who holds the safe deposit box is held private. Your second question is where to store gold that's being held as collateral. You have a few choices. You can allow the lender to hold the gold if you trust them. It's more common to have the collateral held by a third party who's in a fiduciary role where the functioning of that trustee is documented in a trust agreement. There are trust companies that can act as the trustee precisely for that purpose. They charge a fee for the custodial role, and you need to decide if that fee is worth the additional security of having collateral being held by a trustee. Sometimes, the trustee can be an individual, like a lawyer, if you're confident in that person fulfilling their role as trustee. After all, lawyers do have trust accounts now where they hold money on behalf of their clients. This is conceptually no different. So let's say you want to invest in real estate. You might have some gold, and you don't want to sell the gold. And clearly, you're going to pay a higher interest rate to borrow funds with no security. So you can use the real estate as collateral for a portion of the loan, but the remainder, that is the equity, is the more expensive money to find. What if you could borrow money against your gold to fund the equity portion of the purchase? This is where borrowing against your gold comes in very handy. You're probably going to pay a little bit of a premium compared with the cheapest money out there, but you will definitely find investors who are sitting on cash that would be happy to hold your gold as collateral and give you a decent interest rate for borrowing funds. Now, you may have to provide a discount on the gold in order to give this lender maximum security. Maybe that's 50 cents on the dollar, maybe it's 60 cents on the dollar. There will be some discount compared with the market value of the gold. Because after all, the price of gold does fluctuate. I want to thank you, Paul, for a great question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.